Welcome to Kingdom of the Lagos, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about Kanye West and his move from secular music to gospel music. Now, logically, there's a lot of questions that we're going to have about this, and a lot of these come from both how the secular world's going to react to the Christian world, you know, what is the cultural impact of this, and this takes us to a big question about how Christian music should relate to church life as a whole. How should music fit into the life of the church? So that's where we're going to go in the end of this. So just stick around. It's going to be a great conversation. And send me your thoughts, questions, and comments. Again, I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor, and we're here to have a, a good conversation. So, recently, if you haven't heard the news, in a career-changing move, Kanye West has announced that he's leaving secular music, and he is going now to gospel music. And now he says he's going to be doing this from now on. Personally, I don't make a lot of predictions about what celebrities are going to do, and Individuals as a whole tend to not know exactly how we're going to plan our lives out. Our intentions are oftentimes very different from what actually manifests into reality. So just as a rule, I don't know about that. But anyways, it is an interesting thing. So just opening this up, I'm here to say that again, I'm not here to judge the living and the dead. So if you're looking for someone to come out and say, oh, yes, it's terrible that Kanye is doing this or someone to come along and say it's the best thing ever. You're going to have to look somewhere else because really, in all honesty, I'm, I'm not here to judge the living and the dead. And I don't think our role models should be celebrities who are detached from your life by a screen. So I actually don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, though it is something worth talking about. And it actually has potential for positive cultural impact, though it's not going to be the end all be all. So a few questions that are really important and why in the world would people be talking about this has to do with a few reasons. There's a few reasons that I can think of that this is worth our, our time. First of all, Kanye is an entertaining celebrity, which means a lot of people focus their attention on him. From the secular side of things, people, they're always worried about Kanye. He colors outside the lines a little bit. They say he's controversially so strange, so weird. I actually don't think that's necessarily true. I think he just doesn't bow down to the spirit of the age, but nonetheless, it's part of who he is, and it's part of the, the brand he has for himself. And then from the Christian side of things, people are trying to figure out where does Kanye fit in? Where would his music fit in? How should we respond to this? And should we be upset that someone like Kanye is producing music? Is he good enough for this? Is he the role model we need? Or, you know, all those questions. And that's what we're here for today. So if you have any thoughts, chime in whenever. So from the secular side of things, we have to realize our world has gotten really religious. And I think this is why Kanye is always portrayed as being so controversial. And whenever you, you see articles about him, they throw this stuff in there. They say, oh, he was doing this stuff with Trump for a while. And then this is his other, all this stuff. They always want to paint him as controversial. The truth is the man thinks for himself. And honestly, I don't think he's actually really all that out there. I mean, I've never been someone who's like a super big Kanye fan. So I have no personal reason why I would be defending him. I'm not terribly familiar with a lot of his music, but you know, he's, he's a human and he, he is, has a lot of human characteristics. And most of the time, Hollywood and all the other celebrities, they kind of want to sanitize things that only the image of the world that they want out there to be out there. I think Kanye's just a human doing what humans do. He's really not that weird. He's not that crazy. I mean, if you have, has anyone been to Walmart? Have we been to the world around us? Have we seen our neighbors? You know, I've got my ordination certificate in here, which says ordained in Dixon, Tennessee. If you want to see people be weird and strange, go down to Dixon, Tennessee, um, or go across the, the street in your own neighborhood. People do weird stuff. Life is strange. And Kanye's really not out there. He's just a human being. And he's just a human being and a celebrity. And he's in the public eye. So all those things, they kind of get taken apart on a level that they don't for, for many of us.
So that being said, I really don't think Kanye is out there, though I do think the secular world will probably just treat this as another aberration in his character. It's just one of those weird, eccentric things Kanye does, and I really hope that's not the case. I actually hope he is coming closer to Christ. He's learning to mold his life after Christ. Kanye is known for being a free thinker, and if he can couple his free thinking with being someone submitted to Christ, then that, that's a great combination for living your life. Again, many people in our day and age, they don't really want to think freely. They're taught that you have an open mind, just bow down to the spirit of the age, and that makes you an open-minded person. And really, most of the people I know who brand themselves as being open-minded are not open-minded at all. I mean, that's just how the world is, unfortunately. That being said, people are going to surrender to something. And our day and age, Hollywood, the other celebrities, they want you to bow down to their view of the world. And if you don't do that, you're portrayed as being, you know, hateful or fearful or phobic or whatever it is. You know, it's all name calling. Um, It's stuff oldest time. People have been name calling for a long time and that doesn't make it true. But from the church side of things, we, we ask the question, okay, so we've got a celebrity He's saying he's making the shift from secular music to gospel music, so he's kind of coming towards the the fold of of Christian culture. What do we do with that? Do we just suck him right in? Do we reject him and, you know, push full stop on everything and close the, the doors? Honestly, what I think is going on here is we need to make a distinction between the man and the the material that he's producing, so his art, the art and the artist. And then on top of that, I think we need to realize that there are existing issues with how music relates to the church. So there are Christian artists. We look recently with Hillsong. We've seen all that happen. We, we see authors. We see Christian celebrities who walk away from the faith. This happens pretty often. There's apostasy going around pretty prevalent in popular Christian culture, and yet we still sing Hillsong songs. Nobody's really throwing a fit about that. And I, I don't actually see anybody throwing a fit about Kanye either, so I'm not here to just beat up on people. I'm just saying there's, there's a serious problem with how we understand the role of music. We kind of treat it like it's more sacred than it actually is, and then we get all uptight when people criticize it and we become, you know, worship wars. This is my stance. That's your stance. And we, we pit ourselves and, you know, it, it just frustrates the, the righteous unnecessarily. So with Kanye producing Christian music, I think this can be a good thing. Um, it's the goodness of, of something is not always dependent on the, the one doing it. Take look at the prophet Jonah. You know, Jonah, he acted very much in spite of his calling to God, but yet God still blessed him and God still brought people into covenant with him. So so good things can happen even in spite of the, the one doing the thing. So that's, that's an interesting truth that we have to r- wrestle with. And then within the church, we have to decide, what do we do with Kanye the man? There's a powerful desire in Christian culture for approval from secular and popular culture. You know, we want to do this. We want to make sure that there's no friction between ourselves and others. The kingdom of heaven is not here to avoid conflict. If anyone told you that the purpose and the object of the kingdom of God is to avoid confrontation, they, they told you a story. I mean, go go read the Gospels. Christ says, you know, I'm coming with the sword. You, there, there is going to be division. There are times when you shake, shake the sand from your sandals and you move on. There, there is going to be confrontation between the kingdom of God and the world. And many people in the church, they don't want that to happen. So they say, please, celebrities, you've got to come and, and approve of us. They want the celebrity approval. We're not called to do that. Christ is our, our model, not celebrity. So if celebrities do things that we like, don't get too excited about it. If things do, celebrities do things that we don't like, you know, don't get your feelings hurt too bad because we're not here to, to live for celebrities and to look for celebrity approval. 
So that all that being said, I really hope that this music can advance the course of the gospel. It has great potential for that, and I, I think um, it is something to look forward to, though don't get too excited too quickly. Don't, don't, just don't get on the train too quickly. Just hold, hold fast to where everyone is. Um, it's not really going one way or another, I don't think, just because of this. So to the question that this takes us towards, Christian culture, life in the church, and music, how do all these things come together? I actually think within the church, and this helps us deal with the Conway, Kanye situation, we need a distinction between church music and commercial Christian music. You know, I'm a pastor. I think that's kind of obvious from the, the attire, but when I write a sermon or I write, say I'm going to counsel someone, I don't expect what I'm saying to be monetized. If I preach something from the pulpit or I preach it from our studio, though normally I'm at the other end of the studio, but if I'm saying something, I'm not expecting to get paid for that. I'm not expecting for someone to to give me royalties anytime that they repeat an idea that I have. You know, I realize that it's not about me. My job is not to be one who goes out and gives the gospel of, of J. Dylan Proctor. I'm giving the gospel of Christ Jesus. And I simply hope that God blesses me with a message that's worthy of being revisited by people in their minds. And when it comes to music, within Christian music, there's kind of a disconnect of this logic. And we really, really need a distinction between church music and commercial Christian music. If you've been part of a a church leadership team on a church board, you do budgets, you know, one of the things that a lot of churches pay out to is CCLI. And basically what that is, is if you want to sing modern Christian songs, the ones that are on the radio, the ones that people go to concerts and hear, you have to pay a licensing fee to be able to use that. And this is something I've always been suspicious of for a while, and only now have I really been able to articulate it in a way that I think really helps communicate the problem here. You see, as a pastor, I don't do things trying to, to monetize that. That's not what I'm, I'm here for. I don't look for royalties or anything like that. That would be absurd, and we would realize how absurd that is. If people are producing music with an expectation that it will be played in a church, then they don't need to also have the expectation that they're going to be paid for it. I think that's just simple. Now, if people want to make commercial Christian music that's on the radio and other places, that's fine. And if you want to put songs from church on the radio but not be getting paid royalties for it or not charging churches royalties, then I think that's the appropriate response. But to charge churches royalties or to produce something that you're going to get money out of, you know, that's that's a little bit, it's a little, something doesn't add up with me. It reminds me a bit when Jesus comes in the temple, he's got the, the people in there, they're kind of colluding. They are charging people basically to tithe. They're charging people to do an act of worship. I don't like charging people to do an act of worship. It's one thing to give a tithe to the church, to be giving a tithe to God, which is not going to an individual who designed something for that. You're giving it to a higher power. You're giving something which is transcendental. You're doing something which God commanded you to do. But then for other people to say, well, we're going to have these aspects of stuff and you're going to pay us. You know, something about that doesn't ring true. Again, God tells us, he says, get up, leave your parents, go out start a new life, get married. You know, a man leaves his, his mother and his, his father. He goes out, he gets married. They have children. They start their life. You know, if you want to start a business, you want to start a music business, you want to start a career in that, that's fine. It's A-OK. If you want to do commercial Christian music, it's great. Our world needs more commercial Christian music. Um, but our world also needs to make a distinction between church music, which is part of a, a holy worship service, and music which is made to be monetized. We don't need to be charging churches to use music. And also, the secondary problem to that is oftentimes when this music is used, commercial Christian music, 
They want the oohs and ahs. They want to sound exactly like the artists they hear on the radio. And the problem with that is we're not here to imitate somebody on a radio. I hope you're not even here to, to imitate um, the reading of Scripture the way that someone behind the pulpit might. You're here to imitate Christ Jesus. There's one role model we have. Now, we have you know people who teach us, people who bring us there, but we should not let someone that's a physical person take priority over Christ Jesus. And that happens a lot with music. It happens quite an awful lot with music, and it happens with multiple styles. This isn't dependent on anything like that. And they become sort of the new standard bearer, and that's that's a dangerous thing. So wrapping all this up, we need a distinction between church music and commercial Christian music. And if Kanye wants to start making some commercial Christian music, yeah, okay, that's fine. I, I hope good things can come out of it. I'm not going to get really excited. not going to get really mad either. Um, but if Kanye wanted to start making church music that would be used in a church service, then there needs to be no expectation that you're going to get paid for it. You know, that's a message that I actually think needs to be sent throughout all um, Christian artists. I, I, I really do. So with that, we'll wrap all of this up. Thank you for joining me. Again, I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor, and this is Kingdom of the Logos. Send me your thoughts, questions, comments. You think that I have a really weird take on this? You think it's great? Do you agree? Disagree? I want to hear all of it. And with that, I hope good things come from it. God love you, and have a blessed day.